Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, we have the honor of talking to the woman who currently holds the title of Mrs. World. That's right, you guys. We had the opportunity to talk to my new girl crush, Shaylin Ford. She was this past year's winner of the beauty pageants Mrs. American and then Mrs. World. You guys, we had so many things to ask her about, like where does she get her dresses from? What are the other women like behind the scenes? And what is it like the moment that they actually call your name as the winner of a pageant? Also, we had some really cool fun facts about Shaylin. For example, she is actually linked somehow to the winner of this past year's TV show, The Bachelor. Friends, we can't wait for you to hear that story and more in this conversation with my new bestie, Shaylin Ford. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in Central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. Steph, this next conversation is going to be so much fun. Oh my gosh. This woman is not only beautiful, but she's so humble. And she she has just laughed about herself the last couple of minutes, which I love about her. Any ladies match? We do. Oh my gosh. Can you even tell which one of us is Mrs. World? I can't tell you apart. (laughs) Well, friends, our next guest is a mom of three a pastor's wife. And in January of this year, she was crowned Mrs. World at the Mrs. World pageant in Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to tell us a good story, Mrs. Shaylin Ford. Oh, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm super excited to be able to be here. Well, we are thrilled to have you, Shaylin. And so first off, thank you for saying yes. And second of all, we wanted to ask you about some of the recent posts on your social media. Is it true that you accidentally ran over the Easter bunny on Easter weekend. <laughs> it is true. It's true. It's so terrible. My kids were all in the car. My daughter, you know, you feel that like boom, boom. And my daughter, oh my gosh, what just happened? I was like, what happens if you hit the Easter bunny on Easter Sunday? She's like, oh, mom. <laughs> it's so bad. Was it, was it on your way to church then? Yes, it was on the way to church. And then... The last service, my husband told the entire church, we had three on Sunday morning, and and he told the whole church, and so everybody got a good laugh at my expenses. It was good. (laughs) Well, I love that. I do, too. Okay, girl. So, you are Mrs. Ohio, you're Mrs. America, and now you're Mrs. World. So. Mrs. American. I said Miss America. It's Mrs. American. I love that you know the difference. I'm super impressed with you. babe. Okay. okay. Say that again. We're gonna do it he again. knows his pageant. Facts. He does know his pageant. <laughs> I've been studying for the last 24 hours all these pageants, <laughs> Shaylin. Yeah, you you sent me a text like, "Hey, I just scheduled for tomorrow." I'm like, "Oh crap, I gotta <laughs> read about these pageants." <laughs> well, your crash course paid off. I'm I'm highly impressed. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Miss Shaylin, you're Mrs. Ohio, you're Mrs. American, and now you're Mrs. World. Are you able to go out in public with no makeup on? Or do you have to be on point or, at yeah, all times now? Oh, no. Ask my kids' bus drivers. They see me like full, like crazy hair, you know, 
Adidas slides with socks, like the whole nine. Yeah, no, I still totally go out zero percent put together. That, that's just I'm like, this is this is real life, people. That's good. <laughs> I honestly, all joking aside, I do think it's really important for people to see both sides because uh, I think sometimes, especially women, they see somebody that's like always put together all the time and they just kind of assume your life is so perfect. You're so perfect. It's whatever. And it's like, come on. No, it's not. Like my kid peed on the carpet. You know what I mean? Like I ran over the Easter bunny and now my life is cursed. Like everything at <laughs> all. I'm joking about the curse, by the way. I know I'm going to get emails about that. I don't believe in curses. I'm just saying. Uh, but but yeah, it's. I think it is honestly genuinely important. And even for me having a 13-year-old daughter, you know, I think it's important for her to see that balance of having self-respect, taking care of your body, but not being so overly focused on the physical that it becomes surface and that you, you're putting on a show. It's like, I am who I am. I'm, I'm wearing this, but I'm also wearing sweatpants. So. <laughs> Steph, you love her even she's more now. Person. You just show that she's, <laughs> she's wearing sweatpants. Person. Please tell me you're in denim and sweatpants as well. I would have been, but I've had three costume changes this morning, so I'm still in the same jeans. <laughs> but girl, I would be all over the sweatpants. Pajama bottoms is usually on the bottom half, That's true. let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get into pageants? So actually, my very first one was when I was a kid. My mom is a baton twirling instructor, which is the most cliche thing ever for a person in a pageant to be a baton twirler. But my first pageant was when I was, I think, like 11 years old, somewhere around there, 10, 11. And it was Miss Twirl of Ohio. So it was like a typical pageant, but then had a whole twirling section of it. And the first time I came in, I was first runner up. And I had won in every category, but got last place in interview because I'm so bad <laughs> at speaking to the judges. I just froze. I didn't know what to say. They asked me what my favorite TV show was. And I was like, I don't have one. <laughs> so, I, so I was like the geeky kid that was just reading Little House on the Prairie all the time. So I didn't know what to say. So the next year I came back and tried again. I had worked on the whole public speaking part. And so I won. And kind of got bit by the bug on that. So I've always done competitions of some sort. I was a state champion baton twirler. Again, I know it's cliche. <laughs> I always feel weird saying that to people because it's like, like Miss Congeniality? Yes, exactly <laughs> like that. Exactly like that. But, uh, but anyways, so I had always done competitive things like that, but didn't do another pageant until I was 18. I did Miss Ohio USA. I wore flats, like ballet flats with my evening gown because I'm so tall and I couldn't like pay for a custom gown, you know, to be long enough for me. So broke all the, you know, pageant code, but I made top six. I felt like I won. It felt so good. And then I thought that was the end of it. I actually met my husband before the next year's pageant when I was 19 and I really wanted to marry him. Like I just knew that was it. He was my person. And so we got married the day after I turned 20, because I would not be 19. You know, I was not going to be a child bride. Um, we got married the day after I turned 20. And I just thought that was the end of pageants. Like, hey, that was cool. That was fun, but it's done. And I didn't even realize that Mrs. Pageantry was a thing. And once I saw that uh, a few years later, I was like, holy cow, this is amazing. I would love to do this. And so it was something that I always saw as a platform to share about things that I care about. I felt like it was a, a good catalyst for personal growth for me because it does force you when you're preparing for stage to take care of your body, right? In, in ways that 
when you're eating the leftover chicken nuggets from the kids, you're not doing. (laughs) It forces you to prepare mentally and spiritually because you're planning on sitting down in this interview where you only have a few minutes to communicate some of the deepest things about you to someone that doesn't know anything. And so I was super excited to get back into it. It really was special to me. And I did Mrs. Ohio in 2014, found out I was pregnant right after I won. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've heard this story. I have not. Your husband, he knows all things. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But truly, so I found out that I was pregnant with our third child right after I won state. So I went to nationals like five months pregnant. I'm tall enough that I don't show for a long time. It just kind of looked like, man, that lady did not try to get ready for the swimsuit portion. Like I was just real thick around the middle. (laughs) Um, So uh, it was honestly, it was God's timing. Truly, I believe that that I did not win when I competed at Mrs. America. I made top 15. I was super proud of that, considering I was like throwing up half the week, you know, but I was not ready. I was not ready emotionally, spiritually. And also, I think there were some things going on at home that I needed to be fully present for that if I was trying to hold that space for that title, I wouldn't have been able to. I had Miles during the time that I was Mrs. Ohio, which he's our youngest. The day before I had Miles was the day that our other son, Hudson, who's 10 now, was diagnosed with autism. So within 24 hours, we got an autism diagnosis. They told us any subsequent boys you have have a 30% higher chance of also having autism. And the next day, I had another boy. So it was emotionally like overwhelming. Right. And I, I needed to be able to be present to focus on all those things. Miles does also have autism. So we have two boys on the spectrum. So I apologize if somebody runs in half naked during the, like, (laughs) I can't control that. We'll edit that out. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, I was just going to say, so, so it was one of those things I, the rules were that you couldn't compete again. So I just thought, well, that was cool but dreams dead, or I thought it was just coming about a different way, right? That God had a different plan. I worked behind the scenes doing hair and makeup at every level all across the country for the next few years. Absolutely loved that. And that piece of being able to help women get ready. I did some coaching and help people get ready for interview. And I, I loved that. And I thought that was the end of it. And then, as you know, they added the American division. And basically, most states, that is their first runner up. And so the whole plan is like, it's a second chance at a big dream, but some states would allow their formers to compete in that category only. And Ohio was one of those states. So I thought, you know what? It's time. My my husband and I talked about it and it was like, yeah, this is it. Like I can feel it. And so June, I competed at the state level, won that title. November competed at the national level, won that title. My mind was blown. And then I had six weeks over the holidays to get ready for Mrs. World. And then that went down. So it was, I know this is a super long answer. I'm sorry. I did tell a whole story. So that's how we are here. <laughs> Girlfriend, that's the, that's the answer I wanted. I wanted, I was hoping you'd progressively go. Okay. So I'm so happy. I'm going to say, I have so many follow-up questions, Shaylin, <laughs> to what you just yeah. said. First off, Steph, how hard would it be to prepare for a pageant through the holidays? During Christmas. <laughs> Oh my gosh, when she said that, I was like, oh, sorry, Shaylin. Listen. <laughs> Thanks to be you at that time. <laughs> you know, I came home a few days before Thanksgiving from nationals and left for world a few days after New Year's oh. to not be able to eat all the things. 
I came home after and ate all the things. I was like, I didn't have the Christmas cookies. <laughs> it was intense. Yeah. And even just the process of, I mean, you know, holidays are crazy on their own. Yes. And now you're trying to get ready for the biggest thing you've ever done on such a short timeline in the middle of that crazy. And this sounds silly, but like having a new wardrobe. I mean, all these things. I got my gown. Thankfully, a guy, the same guy that made my nationals dress made my world dress. And he is in Vegas. Like, praise God, he's in Vegas. You know, he was 15 minutes away from me. I got my gown an hour before I walked on stage. Oh my gosh. No. Didn't even have a chance to try it on and make sure it fit right. It was like, well, let's hope this works. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was that kind of chaos. And it was just, I just had peace in all of it. Cause it's like, whatever happens, like I'll walk out in this if I need to, <laughs> you know, there's always sweats. Like, let's just do this. Steph, what's most important to you when it comes to building a new home? Okay. I want a builder who's an expert in what they do, is going to be honest with me, and cares about even the smallest of details. Well, thankfully, we know just the builder. You know it. It's Jay and Connie Luby with Luby Companies. Friends, don't just take our word for it. Go check out their website at lubycompanies.com. That's L-U-E-B-B-E companies.com. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. So what was your emotion when you're up for Mrs. American? It's the final two. What are you thinking at that point? I feel like in some ways you kind of black out. <laughs> I don't know. I was so incredibly grateful. Number one, I have so much respect for the woman that I was in the final two with. Her story is incredible. If you ever want to hear a story, oh my word. This woman is like, absolute goals at 51 years old, went from being homeless to being a lawyer. Like her story is just incredible. So being able to stand there with someone that you respect that deeply was really cool. And just being in this moment where it was seeing, even if I didn't win, I had this moment of like, God, thank you. Thank you for this shot. You know, I was just so overwhelmed with gratitude that I think you kind of stop thinking and you're just feeling. Yeah. And I was just feeling like, drenched in gratitude. <laughs> I, there's just no other way to say it. So, so oh, wait, wait, I'm not done yet. Okay. I want to say, I'm sorry. This I'm is sorry. so much fun. I'm having so much I have much so fun. many questions about pageants. So I got to so so get out. <laughs> okay. So you got called for Mrs. American. Then what were your emotions when you're up for Mrs. World? And they kept narrowing it down, narrowing it down. And then it was your turn. Okay. What? That was my question. Okay. When they start narrowing it down, <laughs> where do they start from? Because I think they start from 15 yes. and go down. How long does that process take where they just keep subdividing it until it's a final two? Because I'm, I'm assuming they just delay it as long as they can. So let's not pretend that you don't know that it starts at 15 and cuts down. <laughs> you know everything about I'm Sorry, I'm not going to let that die. I'm just so impressed with you. No, so it starts at 15, yes. At first, it goes kind of slow because everybody in the top 15 does swim and evening gowns. So that takes a little bit of time. But then once it cuts to six, it's like super fast because they go six, ask you all a question, cut to three, ask you all a question, announce second runner up, first runner up winner. So then it's like minutes and you're just going, wait, what? Oh my gosh. Like what's still, you know, I'm still standing here. You just, it's chaos in your mind. But to answer both of your questions. Yes. Standing there at Mrs. World, it, it was actually really one of the coolest spiritual experiences I've ever had because 
like this whole journey over the past year, I really was unpacking some spiritual baggage that I didn't even realize I had until more recently. And so I realized I, I thought highly of God in the sense that I, I believed that he really loved everyone else, but I didn't really believe that for myself. I didn't feel like his daughter. I felt like I had to prove myself to God all the time. I felt like it was never good enough. And I can double back to this in a minute, but there were some things from when I was a kid that that just kind of influenced, I think, the way that I saw God. And so I had this whole year-long process with Greg really unpacking all of that and getting to a place where I saw God accurately as a loving father. And so in this journey, it was really cool because I, I woke up the morning of the final pageant at Mrs. World, and I just had some quiet time to myself in the morning, and I was praying, and I just felt this wave of peace and and so clearly felt God speak to me, which is something so rare in my life. You know, I've, I've not had many times. And he just said, this is just for you and me. It still like chokes me up a little bit because it was just such a precious moment as a daughter, you know, but he was like, this is just me. Oh my Lord. I can't. <laughs> he said, this is just me watching my daughter and I'm just proud of you. And I'm just happy for you that you're enjoying something and not worrying about what it produces. It felt like this moment of like the dad sitting in the audience at his daughter's dance recital. Right. And it's like, he doesn't care if she's the best dancer or the worst dancer on stage. He's so proud because that's just his daughter and he loves her so much and he loves seeing her enjoy dancing. Right. And that's what it felt like to me. And it was one of the very first times that I felt so deeply his love for me as a father. And it just carried through the entire day. I felt no nerves, not one time. And it was just so beautiful because I could just feel the eyes of my father watching me and just being happy. Ugh, sorry. <laughs> being happy, seeing me just relax into his love and not feel like I needed to prove anything. So while yes, I see that for a lot of people, pageants can feel very superficial and whatever, it it really has not been my personal experience. It's been some of the most beautiful moments that I've had with God. So mm. sorry. Woo. Well, you made my wife cry. Yeah. Oh, I totally had tears. Yep. So I had tears. So girlfriend, they call Mrs. World. What happens? Like, do you hear it? Or are you just like, wait, what did they say? Like, how are you? I, oh gosh, how do you even describe that? It was kind of like that feeling that I had been having all day just intensified, you know, where it was just like, yeah, it's kind of cool, isn't it? Like, we're going to do this together for a whole year. I'm just going to open doors for you to be a blessing to people and for the things that you've been through to be a gift to others. And we're going to do it on a really big scale all year. It was just such a good feeling, you know? And once again, the person that I'm standing beside, her name is Jacqueline Stapp. Her husband is actually Scott Stapp, the lead singer of Creed. Oh, uh, yes. So yeah. So that was the lady that was the first runner up with me at Mrs. World. She's from Jordan and she is just a beautiful human being. I mean, she was our congeniality winner overwhelmingly because she's just such a beautiful soul. She spoke such life into me on the side. I mean, here we are. People think it's catty and whatever. We're off to the side getting ready to go out as the top three and be announced. And she's taking my hands and 
and telling me that I'm the winner and telling me that, that this is a beautiful example to show my babies that there's nothing that can hold them back, you know, and and just pouring into me. I'm like, you are such an incredible human. So, so being there with her was such an honor. And I also feel a greater level of responsibility to represent them. Well, these women from around the world, because they're all doing incredible things in their communities. One of the things that I really felt about being a title holder was it's not my job to be in the spotlight. It's my job to be the spotlight. So for me, I don't know how to explain this. I'm not with Mrs. World in my mind. I'm holding this title. I'm holding this space for a year. And it's part of a legacy of so many women that have had it before and so many that will have it after me. And I'm just holding this time and space to be a spotlight and shine it on what all of these women are doing in their communities around the world. And I'm really excited I get to do it. It's been incredible. (laughs) Well, Shaylin, as you're describing what that moment's like when they announce the winner and how heavy and how much of a life-changing moment that could be, I can't imagine being Steve Harvey and (laughs) announcing the wrong winner. Oh, yes. Like he's done on live TV and then having to flip the script like... That would be catastrophic yeah. in that important of a moment. Oh, I felt I felt sick for him. I remember Greg and I watching it happen live. I've been to Miss Universe before working. I watch it every year. Greg is actually amazing at just calling the winner like from minute one. He just watches their introductions and he knows. <laughs> I don't know how, but he's like a pageant savant, right? Uh, but you have to ask him about that sometime. But yeah, so... I felt so sick for him and for the women, because like you said, it is such a life-changing moment. And especially ah, for the girl that thought she had won. And it's like your mind immediately starts spinning on what the year is going to be. And then for that to be removed, I can't imagine how heartbreaking that was. And then for the girl that actually did win, she never got to have that moment. It was always weird and awkward. And and then it's like, ugh, man, that that does stink for everybody involved. I felt really bad for everyone. (laughs) Ugh. Friends, we just want to take a moment here to say thank you to all you loyal listeners. Ah, you guys, we just found out that Tell Us a Good Story is now in the top 1.5% of all podcasts worldwide. And that is because of you guys sharing with your family and friends on social media and giving us positive reviews on all the podcast platforms. And if your friends ask, just tell them they can get our entire catalog of episodes at kevinandsteph.com or wherever they like to get their podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. So, this feels weird me asking this, but part of your pageant... One of your costume changes was you brought out a telephone booth, walked in, came out with a superwoman cape and everything outfit on. Can you please tell us about this? Like, how did you come up with this idea? And two, how did you get this telephone booth to, Vegas. to Las Vegas? Oh, man. So I love that you asked about this because this is my favorite story to tell. That telephone booth is actually in my basement right now. (laughs) So the idea, everybody has to do something that represents their state for state costume at the national level. And I've been making the state costumes for other contestants for years. And so I'm like, man, I feel like I used up all my good ideas. You know, I didn't know my husband and I are kind of searching, like, what are some cool things about Ohio? And we found out that the two guys that had come up with Superman were from Ohio. And so Greg was kind of the catalyst behind that. So that was that fun connection. It ended up being a family affair. 
I made the Clark Kent costume and most of the Superman costume. Uh, my sister made the briefs because I cannot sew stretchy stuff to save my life. And she, I don't know if you know who my sister is. Her name is Makara Tours. She's a YouTuber with millions of followers. Like, she's amazing. And she just takes, she'll take an old couch from the side of the road and make it into like a Jackie Kennedy dress. Oh my she's gosh. Incredible. You have to go follow her. Shout out. Anyways, um, so she made those. And then my dad made the telephone booth. And my dad drove the telephone booth from Ohio to Las Vegas, Nevada in a Prius. Oh my gosh. What? He, he made it so it was like collapsible and he drove it out there and he drove it out there and back for nationals and for world. Like, oh, dad good, of the good year. job, dad, dad of the year. So, so we actually won best costume at nationals with that. So I'm having a, a duplicate of the award made for my dad. Cause I'm like, you a hundred percent earned this. Like you, you made it happen. Oh my gosh. So November and January, he drove to and from. Las Vegas. How, okay. So how long did that take driving wise? Oh my gosh. I mean, I think you can do it in like two days, but I think he went a little slower and it took three. Yeah. Thank God my dad just retired because <laughs> he was like, I love road trips. I'll drive it. He's just the most amazing man. My, my dad is so awesome at just being super supportive of all of us in whatever creative endeavor we have clearly. And he's the best support cheerleader person of all time. So it's great. Well, no pressure on your dad. I would probably take five days. Like, don't let anything happen to this booth. <laughs> Gotta I drive know. slow, right? You can't get to Vegas for a world competition. Like, sorry, yeah. the booth. Is, you know what you though? Know. My dad is so stinking handy that he probably could have just remade a new phone booth there. Like he's just incredible. I just sketched out on paper and I am like a stick figure level artist. It's not good, but I sketched out kind of what I was thinking for the telephone booth. He takes a picture the next night and he's like, like this. And it's a fully made telephone booth. I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's it, dad. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. So, so the costume change, there's actually like a little, um, flower box type thing inside of it, but you can't see it. It just kind of blends in with the background. And the Clark Kent costume is all cut up the back and sealed with magnets because they're quicker and not as loud as Velcro. And so I go in there and I just pull the whole thing off front ways, dump it in the box and step out the other side as Superman. So it was really fun to basically get to do a magic trick in Vegas. <laughs> you know what's so funny about saying that? Because when Kevin was doing research, like, oh, you got to see this video. you got to see this video. <laughs> and it was she was Clark Kent that came out as Superwoman. He's like, isn't that amazing? I'm like, yeah, babe, that's pretty great. But he was just like, you want to watch it again? I'm like, yeah, we'll watch it again. Uh, <laughs> so fun. And she just gave the punchline to the trick, too. I was really too. hoping she was. I'm like, was how good. did she do that? That was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I... I mean, I'm not a true magician, so I can give away my secrets. Like it was not a secret. It was, it was actually really cool having my dad there, getting to see him watch the crowd, like freak out at nationals, you know, cause nobody saw it coming. It was so fun. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. That was maybe more fun than winning. <laughs> was just, like, pulling that off. Um, and it, like, I couldn't stop laughing when I walked out. Cause I was like, this was just so fun. And that stage that we competed on was actually built for Elvis Presley when he did his residency in Vegas. So to get to go like do something like that and have those moments that I had on, you know, Elvis's stage was just like such a cool moment. 
All right, Shaylin just stole one of my fun facts here stuff. Okay. All right. So that's all right. All right. So, Shaylin, for all of our guests, I like to give a list of fun facts to let listeners and people know what you've done. And we've already gone through a lot of them, Steph. And Steph does not know these, by the way. And the last one's going to blow your mind, Steph. Okay. Okay. So, fun fact number one the Mrs. World event was held at the International Theater on the same stage where Elvis performed. (laughs) Oh. I'm so sorry. I ruined it. I ruined it. (sighs) Fun fact number two. Shaylin here plays the bass guitar, and it was actually in a rock band in high school. So you were all musicians in your family. Yes. Actually, we are going to play together as a family at Mrs. America this year, which we have never done. And so we're actually going to all like play together during like an intermission type thing at the pageant. I'm so excited. Oh, that's pretty cool. Is that in Vegas again? Yes. So is your dad driving out the instruments then to <laughs> Vegas? <laughs> this poor man, he needs to fly. I, he says flying hurts his ears, but I'm like, man, that is a long drive. Like that hurts your butt to drive that long. It's not good. So speaking of her family, I thought she was going to steal my next fun fact, but she didn't. Both of her brothers, Steph, are Billboard chart-topping and Emmy-winning musicians. Her sister is a big-time social media influencer, like she mentioned, YouTuber, and wrote an award-winning children's musical. Oh, my god! So Shailen comes from a very talented family. Yes. Very so my, talented. My joke is that I had to win Mrs. World just to catch up and try to fit <laughs> in with my family because they're all, like, out here winning Emmys and, like, you know, getting all these awards. And I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I'll, <laughs> I don't fit in. They're incredible. You're like, I could twirl a baton. Shailen is mom to three children and has been married 18 years to her husband, Pastor Greg Ford, who we actually interviewed on episode 46 of Tell Us a Good Story. Mm-hmm. And still to this day, Shailen, he's told one of my favorite stories, which was the J.C. Penny portrait studio that he went to with he and his friends <laughs> adult friends mind you which is still yeah. one of my favorite stories he's told yeah. in the past two years have you ever seen the pictures yes they yes. are they're yeah. amazing it's not even a word for it like they're unreal <laughs> they're so funny yeah okay so here's the thing i was thinking about you and your husband when you have what i would call a maybe passionate conversation or debate is there any moment now where you're like hey husband do you know who you're talking to right now because <laughs> that's what steph would do absolutely i guarantee I that's what steph would do Heck, like yes, hey I would. do you know who you're talking to I right love now it. i love it i think he was bracing himself for that but no i i haven't pulled it out i should though shouldn't i i should probably pull that out he he's always telling people that i like wash the dishes with the crown on and stuff and it is so not true <laughs> but it's a fun sound bite well, that's what I was going to say. Just come out with your crown. I know. Oh, well, here I can. Oh, grab yes. Yes. See it because it is over here. So there we go. The oh, the banner and the stash. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Oh. It, I, I think I have like an egg shaped head or something because it's really hard for me to keep it on. It's always like every picture you see of me, I've got it cocked off to the side. Like I'm trying to be cool, but it's I just have a weird head. Okay. So you just pulled out your crown. Mm -hmm. What else did you win then as Mrs. World? Oh my gosh. Um, Laundry list of things. Um, Because I saw fur and I saw a gown. I saw high heels, right? Am I? 
I'm not making this up. Yeah, right? yeah. No, I um actually I'm gonna fly back out to Vegas soon to meet with the designer. So Camille Flawless, the one that is making the gown and does the custom shoes and stuff, it's like a ten thousand dollar gown. It's unbelievable. She's custom making this. So I have to go fly out there for a fitting. She dresses like Gwen Stefani. She you know, she and I were talking a couple of weeks ago. She's like, I'm so sorry, honey. Let me just get through the Grammys. I'm so busy. I'm like, what is your life? You know? Yeah. And one of the best things is just the, the travel that you get to do. We've got some photo shoots coming up with some of the sponsors. That stuff is just incredible. Like when else does a mom of three you know, get to do that yes. stuff, go out and somebody put you all together and take pictures that you know, you actually look nice in instead of like the selfies that your 13 year old takes of you. Kids. So it's great. Okay. Do you guys have teenagers yet? How old are your no. kids? Our oldest one's 10. 10, okay. 6, and 4. Got it. Okay. So you're heading that direction. We're Is your oldest there. a boy or a girl? Girl. Okay. Yeah. Just brace yourself because she's going to start just coming up with a phone. And going, mom, smile. And then just getting the worst shots of you and sending it to all of her middle school friends. I don't know how that's fun. She's Mrs. World. This is Mrs. World. Is it right here? Exactly. Yeah, she's great. She is actually very sweet. That's just her one thing. <laughs> all right, Steph. This is a fun fact I've been excited to share with you. Okay. Right? Shaylin here is a professional makeup artist. And has worked with everyone from movie stars to Make-A-Wish. She's done Susan Evans' hair and makeup for a prior photo shoot during her reign as Miss Virginia. Before going on to be this past year's winner on season 26 of The Bachelor. (gasps) What? True. So, what was it like for you then to actually watch The Bachelor of somebody you know? Yeah, it was so crazy. So Susie and I, I I mean, we're not like tight. We're not best friends, but we've stayed in casual contact since then. And and I loved working with her. Like who she is on Instagram is who she really is. She's just so fun and quirky and sweet. So yeah, I'm like, it keeps cutting down and cutting down. It's almost like watching a pageant, right? Yeah, it keeps cutting down and I'm like, what? Oh my God. Yeah, that was, that was really, really fun. The most awkward celebrity encounter, I would say, is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Really? They wanted, yeah, he's super nice guy. This was not his fault. But they had told me, like, he was in some shots at the Arnold Sports Festival. And they had told me, he's really shiny. We need somebody to go, like, powder him up a little bit. They didn't tell him I was coming. <laughs> so, like, I just walk up to him with makeup and I'm like, I'm here to touch you. I was like, who the heck are you? <laughs> Some random fans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was the most awkward moment ever. And I was like, I promise, like, here's my lanyard. I was supposed to be here. Um, so yeah, it was kind of funny. Final fun fact. Shaylin here also works alongside the Victoria's Voice Foundation, which is the official charity of the Mrs. American Organization. So can you tell us about that? And I guess some of the commitments that you were required to work with, whether it's nonprofit organizations or what are some of the requirements, I guess, for being Mrs. World? Yeah. So the cool thing about the Mrs. World organization as a whole is that they very much are a create your own journey type of organization. They're not going to micromanage you the whole time. If there are things that you're passionate about being part of, which, you know, for me, a lot of the autism community work, they're all about it. They want you to go dive into your passions and live that out on a grander scale. The one organization that we do work with as an official organization 
is the Victoria's Voice Foundation. It was started by David and Jackie Siegel, who actually own the Westgate, the hotel where we uh, have the pageant. Their daughter, Victoria, died of an opioid overdose. And so they have started this in her honor because they don't want any family to ever lose someone that they love again. And so they just didn't see some of the things that were going on behind the scenes and and weren't aware. And so they also didn't know about things like Narcan that can potentially save someone's life after an overdose. So they want to make sure that these kinds of tools are in the hands of people around the country and around the world. So What I love about their organization is they don't just focus on one piece. They actually go from prevention all the way through treatment. So they have programs like victory clubs that happen in junior high and high schools that work on giving kids that social structure that they need to help them avoid getting sucked into the drug culture. They make sure uh, that first responders of any kind in every state, this is a program we're working on right now all have Narcan on hand so that they, if they encounter an overdose, that they can actually save a life. And then they also do scholarships and support programs that are at treatment centers. So like, for example, a scholarship for a bed at a treatment program where maybe somebody that couldn't afford to go, but wants to go get sober has an opportunity to go. So yeah, it's, it's been pretty awesome to partner with them. Well, listeners, for more information about Shaylin, you can go to her Instagram pages at Shaylin's Ford and at Mrs. World Pageant. And we will put links in our show notes on our website to all of us. So you can just click on it and go right to her information. So, Love it. Shaylin, you are absolutely fantastic. You're amazing. Absolutely oh my fantastic. Gosh. Like, seriously, you're like, you're so gorgeous. And like, you're just like, no, I have sweatpants on. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love you. <laughs> like, hashtag girl crush. Like, I'm going to now stalk you on your Instagram. Like, oh, hey, Shaylin, best friend over here. What you doing? <laughs> I, I would love to be best friends with you. You are my type of people. Let's make it happen. Do you guys, okay, random question. Do you know anything about the Enneagram? Are you guys into that stuff? Oh my gosh. So every time somebody mentions like, Hey, what's your Indian gram number? And I'm like, uh, 14. I think it's 14. They're like, that's not on the scale. And, and, like, they always ask me that, but no, I've, we've never taken uh-uh. those. You guys have to do it. Number one, all jokes aside, Greg and I have always done all kinds of personality testing over the years because it can be helpful, but we didn't really feel like any of it was that groundbreaking. The Enneagram has actually been one of the biggest blessings to our marriage like us really getting down to the core of some things and having better understandings of each other. It's, it's been pretty incredible, but I was just going to say, I am a five, which is like actually pretty introverted usually. And bookworm wants to know everything about everything. Like I'll pull out any random fact for you, you know, and doesn't typically have a very wide group of friends. So I was just going to say like the fact that I really want to be friends with you says a lot about you because I don't want to be friends with anybody. Not because oh I'm my mean, gosh. I just don't do it. Oh my, you should That's have funny. said that because now my Instagram Uh-oh. post is like, Mrs. World wants to be best friends with me. Like just be careful because girl, it's going to be out there. They're like, it's going to be awesome. That's funny. I'll photoshop a picture of us together in in denim and sweatpants. Can I have a best friend necklace? I'll give half of it to you. (laughs) Yes. 
<laughs> no, but Shaylin, you're amazing and so excited for you and this year that you're going to have. And we did watch you win Mrs. Worlds and I might have been screaming. Oh, yes. And then it was so cute watching your husband scream and yell when you won. I was like, oh, just the love between you two was pretty special. So happy for Aww. you. Yeah, we're so excited for you guys. Thank you. He, he is my biggest cheerleader. I'm, I'm so honored to have him by my side. And it's been cool to be able to cheer each other on for 18 straight years. So, yeah, thank you, guys. I'm, I'm happy we could make it work. I, I'm, I looked at your calendar and I was like, oh, my gosh, we have some matching timelines. This is perfect. Well, and you challenged Kevin's pageantry skills in 24 hours. So it was yeah. fantastic. <laughs> He's impressive, yeah. I got to say. Did good. You did really well. I mean, I kind of enjoyed you showing off your pageant knowledge. It was fun. <laughs> he was so nervous. Like, Stephanie, you're really going to have to help me here. Like, you're going to have to drive this conversation. Yes. So. No, no, you sure did, did it. it. He did you it. You took it right down the highway. That was impressive. <laughs> Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.